A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the bandwagon. Here's your complimentary Kool Aid. You're listening to Bandwagon. Rougher they get. <laughs> I was going to say, where do you rate that one? The higher they are, no, the harder I'm... they fall. Like, you know. <laughs> Welcome back to Bandwagons. You're uh, very welcome to our family. <laughs> uh, how are you, Bridge? I'm pretty good. Better than you. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty tired. A bit under the weather. Yeah. We had a busy day today. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I'm pretty just a very busy weekend, I suppose, which was good, but maybe we're paying the price right now. Well, yeah. I am, I think. Definitely. Um, what are you looking forward to this week? Um, oh, actually, me and the girls are going on a staycation tomorrow. We're going on two staycations this week. Lovely, to O'Connell Street, are we? We're going to O'Connell Street for the night. Amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, we told my housemate, it was her birthday last week, and she said all, she'd just been saying for the last few months all she wanted to do was go and stay in a hotel. So we got the closest one to our house, which uh, is on O'Connell Street. So we're taking the nice taxi seven minutes away the nice for the night. Yeah, we're going to do afternoon tea. And we're going for dinner in the Ivy, so that would be nice. That would be nice, yeah. And then we're staying in the Gresham. <laughs> Too fine. I mean, a hotel's a hotel. A hotel is a hotel. A break is a break. And then at the week, this weekend, we're going to Carlingford for a proper staycation. So Do you, did good. you just get an Airbnb for that or what are you doing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been. What county is Carlingford in? Loud. 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 Um, Carlingford's lovely. I've been up there before. Okay. We did a... Um, Take your word for it. My friends used to own boats and we did... An amazing race from Dunleary to Carlingford, where one team took a boat and the other team took a car. Is and I said so middle class. Is but that not the time <laughs> the boat nearly capsized? No, that was a different time. Oh, but and you went in the car though? Didn't I you? went in the car, obviously. Yeah, we won. 
<laughs> Which <laughs> is all that matters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know about it. And I never will, probably. Um, yeah. But if anyone wants to sponsor us a boat. Oh, that reminds me. We do need someone to sponsor us to do the Wild Atlantic Way. Remember I said yeah, I'd, yeah. Say I'd bring it up every week until someone sponsored us. Yeah. Someone do Still it. Still looking. Please. Please, we'd like to do it, but for a fee. Yeah, my dad was showing me these things at the weekend that he's mad to buy. And it's like like a mini caravan, which okay. is like too small. <laughs> and you hook it on to the back of your car, like onto your hitch, whatever. Yeah. What are they called? Tail? I don't know. Toll? Toll bar? bar? Oh, here we go. Don't know. Um, you ho- yeah, but it's like you don't need a different license to drive it because it's still just like a trailer technically. Okay. But some of them, a lot of them don't even have toilets in them. They're just like caravans with no toilets. Is it like the no one bathrooms. that like Noel Furlong was in in Father's Ride? Uh, smaller, I would I say. I really like Tony. Um, <laughs> my fave. Uh, smaller again. Smaller, yeah. And he was like, would you do the Atlantic Atlantic way with me? And this? So I was life. like, no, Dad, there's no bathroom. Like, Yeah. So probably not. I'm going to, if he upgrades it slightly, we might get one of them. What if the company that gets onto us that wants to sponsor us is a tiny caravan company? You'll be eating your words then. Not that I think they'll contact no, us. No, I just want to specify, I do need to be put up in hotels for the sponsorship. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. If or any, for anyone who's A 90 grand motorhome. A 90 grand motorhome specifically? They're, yeah, they're, they're the nice ones. Okay, interesting. I don't know. I'm willing to negotiate. Do get in touch. Bandwagonspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And that's what I call manifesting. Um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about one of my favourite bandwagons since true crime. It's cults. It is cults, yeah. The original bandwagon, if you will, as I said on the close friends yeah. there the other day. That's true. I've been mad into cults probably since I was a child. Really fascinated by them. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's probably like the same element of true crime. Like it's something a bit weird... I don't know. Did you watch... What was that thing on Netflix last year? It was a guru. Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country, maybe. Are you thinking Guru's the podcast that you no, recommended Guru is an, uh, There's another Bogdan. It was a guru. There's some other cult. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it was very good. <laughs> what was your favourite cult as a child? Um, and has that changed? My favourite... Oh, I don't think I had one as a child. I you were just obsessed with the, the idea same. of them, like... Yeah. Okay. Well, they are a lot of them are the same. Like they follow this a lot of the same basic principles. Yeah. Do you want to? Will I start with the reason, the warning signs that you're in a cult, or end with them? I would start. Okay. And the definition probably that would help. Yeah. So a cult is a group or movement held together by a shared commitment to a charismatic leader or ideology. It has a belief system that he that they that. That has the answers to all life's questions and offers a special solution to be gained only by following the leader's rules. Um, so the 10 warning signs that you're in a cult. The leader is the ultimate authority. The group suppresses skepticism. The group delegitimizes former members. The group is paranoid about the outside world. The group relies on shame cycles. The leader is above the law. And the group reuses thought reform or like brainwashing methods. The group is elitist. There is no financial transparency and the group performs secret rights. Sounds like me being a Lady Gaga fan. Yeah. In summary, like. <laughs> yeah. You could apply that to a lot of stuff, though, in, in fairness. These rules? Yeah. Such as? So call out the first three again. Um, the leader is the ultimate, ultimate authority. Lady Gaga. Yeah, or it's just secondary school. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the group suppresses scepticism. Uh, that Lady Gaga isn't good because she is. Uh, the group delegitimizes former members. 
uh, Taylor Kinney who used to be engaged to her I'm sure he has a lot to say fuck him <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know and the leader is above the law I read uh, like a, a I'd like to see the guards trying to isolate the gaga honestly yeah do it that kind of refers to like do you know how a lot of them are like so if you're held to a different moral standard specifically in regard to sex you're probably in a cult um, a prevalent idea among cult leaders is that they are above the law be it human or divine did you watch the new Umbrella Academy no because they like jump back in time and basically Robert Sheen's character becomes a cult leader because he he goes back and he uses all these like modern day song lyrics as if they're like really like spiritual, spiritual guidance and all. So it's like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. And he just walks around and he just has people following him. And it's brilliant. He's like long hair. I'd be in Robert Sheen's cult. If you yeah. Ask me to. Yeah. Divine. Um, what was your favourite cult as a child? <laughs> What's my favourite cult as a child? The I'm really, I have such a surface level knowledge of cults that the only one that I had would have any interest in or any prior knowledge of was Scientology. But I think that's just because it was so immersed in popular culture as well and like celebrity culture. Yeah. And because it's one of the like the newer... Because it is kind of viewed as a religion. Tom or, Cruise. Well, yeah, that like that, and like following, basically growing up and watching them be to get Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes be together and have the child, and then that disintegrate, and then I just think it's probably the most like prevalent one. Bar maybe I'm not sure if I should say this because I don't know if it's really fair, but you know that uh, the one that Justin Bieber and all go to now that church. No. What is that called? You know, it's like, um, oh, it's like him and Haley are always flat out going, and it's is like, it Kanye West? No, no, no. It's like an offshoot of Justin Bieber the cool church. Christian church comb. What is it? Uh, no, it's like a, a Hillsong. Hillsong. The it's like a like an offshoot of like Christianity or like, and it's just like this kind of super like. Super, super church, and it's supposed to be like real millennial or like real Gen Z and uh, Hillsong, which both 100,000 weekly attendees in churches in 21 countries came to international prominence the same way plenty of celebrities do by creating an easily marketable persona, creating a brand custom made for social media and advertising, an identity both accessible and inspirational. Like they consider themselves like a chill church. The they, pastors wear skinny jeans, and they're the ones that got Chris Pratt. Are they the ones that got Chris Pratt? Yeah, according to what I'm reading here. I feel like who, I feel like Chris Pratt always had it in him though. Chris Pratt was waiting to be turned, I think. Big Republican head in him, like, do you know? Yeah. Maybe he was always Republican. I but don't anyway. know enough to comment. Yeah, um, and his, you know, the Catherine Schwarzenegger, the way they yeah. met and got engaged in two weeks, I think they're all in that church. Kat, Catherine Schwarzenegger, Pratt. She's a podcast now. Is it good? It's supposed to be dog shit. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be like... Well, like, it's supposed to be kind of sad, but like, not like, you'd kind of think when I hear her, I'm like, yeah, let's listen to this and take the piss out of it. But it is actually just you listen. And it's like, oh, they're all in it. Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner, Selena Gomez, Hayley Baldwin, Kevin Durant. Yeah, maybe it's good. Maybe it's it cult. That's what I'm saying. Church. But the, what's the, the difference? The lines are, I mean, let's look at let's go back to our signs. You're in a cult. Oh, yeah. True. Is Selena Gomez there? But you're then that like, wasn't on the list. No, I get in trouble for all this with the. But in fairness, when we did say this on Close Friends as well, we were doing this episode, someone wrote in and said, I'll be... Catholicism. They were like, devil's advocate here, Christianity. And we were yeah. like, uh, we, we don't want to alienate anyone, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about organizing. The leader is ultimate authority. 
Jesus. Jesus. The groups of our, our, skepticism. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> the group. Big up our own boy, Jesus H. Christ. What mm. up? Yeah. Um, Relies on shame cycles. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, here. You have me there. Oh, we've been had. We've stumbled upon something here, guys. Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got out a long time ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I think I I actually had a few lines down on that as to why is in the why religions and like organized religions are referred to as cults as well. But we'll get into that. Scientology. What do you know about it? I I think I learned about Scientology from Leah Remini. Of course you did. Cause she never <laughs> shuts up about it. I love Leah Remini. No, no, I do love her. I'm going to take the face. Do you remember she had the if rea- I was reality in a cult, show? I God knows I wouldn't stop talking about it as well. What was the reality show? Not she King had a reality show and I can't remember what it was called. It was like her and her husband. And I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. But she basically would talk about it. It was after she got out of Scientology and all she would do was talk about it. Um, was it like escape called Escaping Scientology or Scientology and Me or Scientology and the Aftermath is her that was her other series but she had a reality show before that that just made me a big fan of her Leah Remini is the, the wife gal, from the wife, the wife from King Queens and she's also one of Michelle Visage's very good friends but it's also probably now better known for just coming out and being like Scientology what a load of wank it's all relative Leah Remini it's all relative and it was just her and her sister and oh. her kids and stuff it was gas wait was that after King of Queens yeah it was like 2014 2015 I should watch that. I do have a lot of time for her. Where is she from? What's that accent? Boston. No. I just love that accent anyway. Is it the Jersey Shore? Is it the... Where is... Where's the Jersey Shore? Jersey. Oh. New New Jersey. Yeah. Where is Leah Remedy from? Um, But yeah, how long was she in it for? Yeah, she's from New York. Um, She was in it a good while. Like, she had kind of witnessed... You know, because obviously Tom, like going back to Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise obviously married to Nicole Kidman before she kind of went, saw that happening and would have like, no, and then obviously he got married to Katie and that, and seeing his other, do you know he has those other two kids that he adopted with Nicole, Isabella and Connor? No. They're fully in Scientology and they do, that's why they don't really see Nicole anywhere because she didn't subscribe to to Scientology. She never converted. She became known as like a, the, a suppressed, a suppressive person, like an SP within Scientology. So now they don't have anything to do with her because they're like, because they're fully in and she's obviously not. And they're obviously being told to like not associate with people like that. But there's Leah actually, has seen it all. There's actually a very good podcast um, that Keen from Sissy.pod recommended to me and it's called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. And it's going back a few years now, but they did a whole series on them trying to join Scientology from like base level separately. So they both like went and like um, signed up and like would go back to like different courses and then they'd come back together and basically podcast on what happened to them at their individual sessions. But they're both like fully eyes wide open, kind of taking the piss out of it. And it's a very good listen if you're interested in like just seeing the kind of ways they try to get people in. And is that your laptop? I don't think so, is it? No. Rude. Um, uh, it's very good. Megan Cassidy, who used to write for her, and I think she's with Lovin' now, and I don't know when, it was it when she had just started with Lovin'? I remember following her on Instagram when they opened, when Scientology opened their headquarters in Dublin, and she tried to, like, Insta-story, like, going in. We and, should like, have went. We wouldn't have. Would I'd, we go for a spin, because there's a cafe in it. I'd be so nervous. About what? 
about being converted or something. They're not going to convert you in ten minutes or them over a coffee, hurting us or something. I know, but like, I don't think they're about hurting. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the point is like. What's the point in going and getting a scone? I could get that anywhere then. Like, because I, I want to see. Think, I, I think we should either go full undercover or not. Like, what do you mean full undercover? I do. I think we should actually actively try or just. So you wouldn't go to get a scone or a coffee in case they hurt you and convert you, but you well, would just, go. You would go actively try to be converted. But, just, like. but sorry, but just based off of. Megan's stories from when she went she they were ran out of the place when they found out that she was like secretly recording Owen McDermott had a story as well where he when it just opened went for a coffee with his mom and they came up to him with like a load of leaflets he was there like a few minutes and they were like Owen thank you so much for choosing us and like trying to get him in they'd, they'd smell us a mile away they have eyes and ears everywhere so. they have eyes and ears everywhere they'd know that we're, we'd be planning it like they, this is one of the our listeners on Ono, Ross and Carrie where they like it took them like weeks to figure out that who they were because they were both like one of them worked worked for Disney and the other works for something else like they're both fairly high profile as well um and then like there was one episode where they go back in and they're like we see you do a podcast and it's like yeah oh no but not off the bat like they wouldn't know that straight off oh it'd be a good opportunity to go will we just go and get a coffee I'm gonna do will we do where is it it's only in like me there's somewhere Mead I'm not going to (laughs) fucking Mead are you serious (laughs) no it's not it's in Dublin somewhere hang on no, it's definitely in Dublin. What are you talking it's in about? Tala. <laughs> I might go to Tala. I'm not going to meet. I was thinking of Tato Park. You were thinking of Tato Park. <laughs> Will Scientology sponsor an episode of this podcast? Imagine. Probably. <laughs> um, they could, yeah, they could probably do with it. Anyway, Scientology was founded by uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who was born in Nebraska in 1911. He's the son of a US Navy officer. He attended the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., but left before graduating to launch a career as a fiction writer, gravitating towards science fiction. He served in World War II, and after that, he published this series of articles and then a book on what he described as a new approach to mental health, which he called Dianetics. Oh, yeah. Um, And his book by the same name became a bestseller after that. Um, And the success of this kind of made him, like, want to set up a foundation to help train people in the techniques he talked about in the book, which are referred to as auditing. Um, and then in 1954, the first Church of Scientology opened in Los Angeles um, with other churches opening soon after. So like the, what happened was they had, it was like he wrote Inetics and then I think he was, there was something happened in between where he lost like the rights to them or something and then set up something with Scientology and got the rights to Dianetics back and then basically put them all together. But so what Scientology is based on is Because Dianetics. Dianetics comes from like Greek mythology or something, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like the idea of like, yeah, there's someone like living inside you, like controlling your body and stuff. Kind of, yeah. Um, he died in 1986 and the church is now led by David uh, Miskovitz. Miskovitz, yeah. Um, at the core of Scientology is a belief that each human has a reactive mind that responds to life's Miscavige. traumas. It's Miscavige. Miscavige. I'm sorry, Miscavige. Ooh, <laughs> I am for real. Uh, clouding the analytic mind and keeping us from experiencing reality. Members of the religion submit to a process called auditing to find the sources of this trauma. Reliving those experiences in an attempt to neutralize them and reassert the, pri- the primacy of the analytic mind working toward a spiritual state called clear. The pr- this process involves a device called an e-meter, which Scientologists say measures the body's electric flow as an auditor asks a series of questions. They say it reveals sources of trauma. So it's like very similar to therapy. But that was also one of yeah. the reasons, one of the reasons why Leah Remini left was because her, her daughter was becoming, was like turning nine and was coming up to the age where she would have to start 
being audited herself and she was like no nah, no they're like suppose sold to you as like self-improvement courses isn't it and it's like oh you need to come back for this self-esteem course it costs 600 euro and it takes six weeks or something i yeah. don't know uh, auditing uses processes exact sets of questions asked or directions given by an auditor to help a person locate areas of spiritual distress find out things about himself and improve his condition according to the church of scientology's website the church goes on to say science is something one does not something one believes in uh, yeah, and then the auditing purports to identify spiritual distress from a person's current life and from past lives. Scientologists believe each person is an immortal being, a force the believers call a thetan. Thetan? Thetan. A thetan, yeah. Um, you move up the bridge to freedom by working toward They're being... They're the things that live inside you, that control you. Yeah, but and like that... you're trying to achieve like full control over but that's it. N- yeah, but that, obviously that's not how they sell it because that sounds deranged, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, you move off the bridge to freedom by working toward being an operating thetan, which at the highest level transcends material material law. This is according to David Bromley, a professor of religious studies at Virginia Commonwealth University. You occasionally come across people in Scientology who say they can change the material world with their mind. Yeah, like there's other people who've come out and said like mad shit that once you reach this state that you can, you're, you would phys- you'd physically be able to cure cancer simply with your mind. And now this is like, I'm not saying this isn't, a wide, widely held belief by the Church of Scientology. I don't know why I'm trying to sit out here on the hill and I'm trying to die on trying to defend them. But I know, like some people have claimed that it's basically, you know, that meme where it's like the brain and it's like, yeah. and then it gradually gets like, and it's like the body and it's like in a galaxy. It's kind of like that. But Scientologists want to get to like the last bit of the meme. But you're like a Greek god. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. In in what sense? Do you mean physically? No, a Thetan is like a like a Greek like god that lives inside you that yeah controls you, isn't it? That's what I got from the podcast, right? Isn't it? Maybe I picked it up wrong. I no, I think and it you're is like trying on... to achieve full like control over it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The thing with it as well, though, is they kind of encourage you to believe in. Well, not not that they encourage you to believe in, but you can believe in other things from other religions. So and you can uh, participate in different rites. So like if you were dying for a few bob for the communion, like you can do that or like have a Christian wearing or not that you if you're a Scientologist, you can't get married in a Christian wedding ceremony, but you can go to other people's weddings or whatever. Um, Back to Leah Remini, she left in 2013 and said there were dozens of influencing factors, but it was her daughter, Sophia, turning nine. uh, And she was just like, I'm not... I'm not, I don't want her to go through the auditing. Um, It's incredibly hard to get out of, I'd say, is it? Does she go into that? um, I mean, I I don't know if it is, because I mean, I'm sure it is just a thing of, I'm sure they try and convince you not to, but like, I think once you make a call, like, what are you, I'm sure, but I think it's more how public she went. I'm sure there would have been, not no issue, but I'm sure there would have been less of an issue if she had just been like, here, I'm I'm not arsed. And they would have made her sign something, which I think is what they made Katie Holmes do. She has said not a bob oh, really? about it. No. Because I'd say, that, makes, that leads me to believe that they genuinely pose some kind of mild threat at the very least. Because she hasn't said anything. You'd rarely see, sorry, you'd, Tom hasn't really said anything about it. Like, yeah, I th- there's a lot of, when because they, they try to go on and like anytime Leah Remini says anything, they come out and they're like, she's on a mad one. Like, ha, we're not even engaging with this. But at the same time, it's like if you were like 
that pressed or that sure that what they were saying was like lies and not true or whatever, surely you'd come out and be like, here you go, let's come in, like, come in, like, Louis Theroux wants to do a whole talk about you, surely you just let well, them in. They didn't let him in. But this is, no, yeah, no, this is the thing, they wouldn't let him in, so he had to, did you watch my Scientology movie? No. They wouldn't let him in, so he had to do it. Shane, did you watch it? No. It was like a thing, I I didn't watch it, but I remember it was a thing where he, they <laughs> you didn't watch it either. They wouldn't let him in, I watched the start of it and then got bored. Um, it was like a documentary and he was going to do it on um, Scientology and they, um, the film takes an unconventional approach to the subject matter, featuring young actors auditioning for parts, playing high-profile Scientologists in scenes, recreating accounts from ex-members about incidents involving senior church management. The Church of Scientology responded by putting the filmmakers under surveillance and denouncing the film. They, like, wouldn't let him in. Yeah. Like, I think he went and was like, hey, what's up? Like, as Louis Theroux does, and they're like, no. Nah. Um, Not I, a whole... I found the cafe online. Okay. It's what's the menu? Cafe Nadohra. Bring it. Bring up the menu. Guests are welcome to gather in the cafe to meet, get acquainted, collaborate or just pause to relax. After football practice on the pitch or performances in the grand auditorium, the cafe is well equipped as an after event meeting place for any size gathering and stands complete with a welcoming outdoor patio. Our menu is varied and prices are very affordable and they have Wi-Fi. I think we should go. We like to collaborate. Menu includes buffet meals and snacks. We offer a full range of teas and coffees and an outdoor barbecue. Can we sounds, go, please? Can we good. go, Shane? When you come, does it look me, nice? Me and Shane are going. I never said I wouldn't go. You, d- roll the tape. <laughs> Literally, you said it ten minutes um, ago. Yeah, no, actually, I, I would go. The, the barbecue now, color That's Montreal. literally, yeah. You had no interest until I said barbecue. I mean, they know how to. They know how to sell it to you. <laughs> um, celebs that are currently still involved. We've got Kirstie Alley. We've got Nancy Cartwright. Kirstie she Alley. does one of the voices on The Simpsons. Tom Cruise. We've already mentioned Juliette Lewis. Um, Johnny Masterson who is a dickhead anyway so yeah. we can ignore that Elizabeth Moss which is probably the saddest one for me who's she's that such a good actor she's in Mad Men and she's uh, Handmaid's Tale oh yeah yeah uh, John Travolta and then I, as I said Tom Cruise's kids Connor and Isabella there's a lot of as you said the costs of joining or being a Scientologist are large so there's obviously like introductory Scientology courses um, which Leah has said are just ways to bring in new members and they don't actually count towards anything in terms of you as a member of the church if that makes sense Um, there was like several introductory courses and they're $35 a pop Um, she said they were only meant to bring in new members and indoctrinate them to the church's terms Remini explained that there are 12 basic books in Scientology and the package costs about $4,000 and a member will often have to buy the books multiple times whenever Scientology says they've been updated in addition to books, Remy says that Scientologists must buy Hubbard's lectures, uh, various audio CDs, donate to the church's causes and pay a membership fee, which you'd imagine, again, add that all together, a couple hundred quid. Uh, the bridge to total freedom is the list of courses required to reach spiritual actualization. We just talked about that a minute ago. Um, Scientology teaches that reaching the top of the bridge means one should be able to use their mind to powerful things. Required courses, uh, required courses cost about $650 each. Um, and a course could require that its members study from 9am to 10pm, seven days a week. Yeah. In addition to courses, Scientologists must attend auditing, as we mentioned. Um, and that costs $800 an hour. And then... Um, Are we going to get in trouble for saying that it's a cult? Does it like identify as like a, relig- a religion? Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Who's going to come after us? Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, if you're... If you're <laughs> I'd that, like to see it. If you're that pressed about 
being a call to call. Show me their seats where you're like you're not or any good that you've done. Yeah. Show me it. Yeah. Show me on the show No, me, I agree with you. Show just... me on the doll where you've done anything that I could praise, <laughs> oh, like, you know? Um and then once you kind of go through the auditing, you might you go through like um these things called security checks, or they're often often shortened to sec checks. It's very easy to mispronounce. Um, sec checks are administered on members who are suspected of breaking a church rule or having doubts about the organisation, and you're charged for them as well. And they're can be very grueling, very long, yeah, pressure filled experiences. I would imagine because it's just someone being like, "Here, what are you saying about me?" Like, <laughs> you know, uh, many times an interrogator will try to get you what they will try to get what they believe is the truth out and the subject will finally just tell them what they want to hear. So, like, you could be in there for hours and just end up lying just to get out of it. Yeah. Um, Reaching the top of the bridge doesn't mean you're free and clear of further courses and costs. To officially complete the bridge, members allegedly have to live on a ship called the Free Winds for as long as the church deems necessary. An actual ship? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then there, and that's, then, where, that's where I'm out. Yeah, and then the same way with the, with the books. Like, if the courses are updated on the bridge you just have to take them again and pay for them like sounds like the worst leaving yeah. in the world but that podcast as well was like it is they, you'd have to put like a whole day aside for it and if you it was like that just grueling hours of like paperwork quizzes questions like personality tests and it's just like if they ever like as it went on for a few weeks they would try get out early or like go home be like I actually have a wife or whatever I have to go home and my wife they tried like pull them back in with something else they said it was really really hard to actually leave the building physically without someone grabbing you and being like you need to do this and like come with me yeah not good you were asking about like it's legitimacy as a religion and like that's why it's kind of come under what the constitutes microscope it's a religion good question I don't have that prepared so that if you want if you want to google that me. while I go into the controversies yeah um, Scientologists have faced opposition from the medical community over the religion's claims about mental health from the scientific community over its claims about its e-meters and from other religious groups about its status as a religion. Um, for a long time, the Internal Revenue Service denied the Scientologists' attempt to be cleared a church with tax-exempt status, but the IRS, the IRS granted them that status in 1993 because so they don't have to pay any tax. Uh, many members say the church is largely about self-improvement. Uh, Tom Cruise told Playboy magazine, what I believe in my own life is that it's a search for how I can do things better, whether it's being a better man or a better father or finding ways for myself to improve. Individuals have to decide what is true and real for them. So there you go. I don't feel like there should be that much, like that many costs involved with a religion, you know, to be a part of it. It's a lot yeah. of money there, like. Yeah. Um. But like, even if you think about, I mean, if we're going to go back to Christianity here, like, because it's the only one I have experience with, I'm sure... It's there's a lot of money changing hands involved with the others, but like you've the collection plate going around every week. Yeah, but it's not like and you've to like pay. It's not mandatory, first of all. You pay per. Oh, yeah, but like if you second if, of all, if you want to get pay, yeah, but if you want to get if you want to be involved in the rites or anything, you have to pay for that as well. Oh really? If you want to get married, like yeah, you pay the priest. Yeah, but that's because you're using a service now. Yeah, but I mean, but like to actually actively engage in Catholicism or Christianity, you, you should buy a Bible. Have, you don't have to like subscribe to a membership or like. You don't have to pay for courses yeah. or anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe I'm well, you wrong. can, but it, I, I'm sure you can to better yourself. You again, can, but, but you don't as, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I don't know. Maybe there I'm is wrong. there is still a money uh, like aspect. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's um, a religion is a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe, especially when considered as the creation of a superhuman agency, usually involving devotional 
uh, and ritual observances and often containing a moral code governing the conduct of human affairs. Could we start a religion? Probably. How hard we could, could but I don't, I, like, I don't have time or really <laughs> want to, to be honest. Okay, that's fair enough. You're a busy girl. Um, do you, will we do a quiz? Yeah. Um, let's find out which of these famous cults would you accidentally fall for. Absolutely. Okay, first question. You obviously can't see the pictures, but I will call them out to you. Which of these guys would you trust with your life? The first picture is actually... Can I just <laughs> it's been their laptop around? Yeah. But I don't know the name of the first guy anyway. That's Homer Simpson. No, not Homer Simpson. It's, oh, sorry. Well, the the, the image... second one, James Franco. The first guy is... Uh, don't tell me. He's... Uh, He's in millions. Paul, or billions. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, if that's right. I swear it, to God. It is Paul Giamatti. Um, okay, so it's Paul Giamatti, James Franco... What's his name? The really handsome one? John Hamm? John Hamm and Paul, and Paul Rudd. Rudd. Uh, probably Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Okay. John Hamm found rotten. How did I know? What part of my brain did I have Paul Giamatti stored in? What about I'm these so girls? And then it's... Oh, I can't be arsed. Will you call them out? I can't remember your one's name. The first one is from Saturday Night Live. She's playing Carol Baskin in the movie. Oh, what is her name? What is her name, Shane? From the blonde gal from... It's something with a K... From Saturday Night Live. Blonde Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the, is the second one. And then we have Lena Dunham and Kim Kardashian is the last one. What's her name? Uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Okay, so sorry. In line, we have Kate McKinnon, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Lena Dunham, Kim Kardashian. Who would you trust? I'm going to go with Kate McKinnon. Okay. Kate McKinnon, here we go. Which of these... Oh, if I have to keep turning the laptop. Which of these famous members of Scientology do you trust the most? John Travolta, Tom Cruise, Leah Remini, Kirstie Alley. Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Okay. I do like Kirstie Alley though, but... Drink some Kool-Aid and then it's different flavours of Kool-Aid. So it's a red one. A, it's red, grape, <laughs> mixed berry, orange. Um, I'm going to go to orange. Do you believe in aliens? Yes, of course. Perhaps. Are you kidding? No. Is are you kidding and no the same answer? Uh, no, there's yeah, sorry, there's one answer. So it's yes, of course, perhaps. Are you kidding? No. Um You do believe in aliens. Why No, I don't. You do! <laughs> you can't make... believe in all the other shite, not believe in aliens. <laughs> what other shite? If... <laughs> Gestures okay, lively. Yeah. Yes, of I course. Don't think I do, well I really. say perhaps. I'll say perhaps. That's Was that a separate answer? Yes. How many answers are there? Four. Three. Okay. Yes, of course. Let's not get into this again. Go for perhaps. Which religion makes the most sense to you? Christianity, oh, Buddhism, Mormonism, all religions are BS. Buddhism. <laughs> Where did that come from? Just, oh just, my we'll God. We'll get into it okay. later. <laughs> if someone says jump, what do you do? First answer, uh, jump. Second answer, say no. Third answer, say, why don't you jump? <laughs> Fourth answer, walk away without saying a word. Walk away without saying a word. Okay. What's missing in your life? Oh, Vanula. <laughs> I didn't write the quiz. A strong connection to your family. <laughs> a, ro- a romantic relationship. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm not Mo- answering this one. Money, a generous sense of happiness. Let's go generous sense of happiness no. after hearing this question. <laughs> no. um, calculating results. Okay, here we go. Which did you pick money? No, I said a generous sense of happiness. You'd fall for Scientology. Oh. Scientologists believe that our souls have lived numerous lifetimes on alien planets. And the, sco- the discovery of these past lives would bring the member a deeper, a deep sense of meaning and happiness. Whatever floats your spacecraft, you totally believe in aliens and past lives. So Scientology actually makes quite a bit of sense to you. What doesn't make sense is the amount of money they charge. 
Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? You're going to be mad at me. What? I was thinking about, like, if I had a past life, what I would have been. Okay. And I think I probably would have been, you know, like, in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> those, uh, like... If I have to hear you bring up this <laughs> movie one more time. I think it was, like, those wenches that, like, didn't live on boats. <laughs> like... <laughs> What do you mean? Do you know like the girls that used to just wear like lots of like petticoats and <laughs> corsets? <laughs> no. Prostitutes. Like... Oh, no. <laughs> no, not a prostitute. Like, um, doesn't matter. Just, just a like wench. A pirate wench. Like. But not on a boat. Not, probably not, no, because they never had women on boats. Okay. So you just hang around the place like, or like the barmaid. I live on land. I'd yeah. be a barmaid. Okay. Power, power mate. What? And what? What would you have been? I, I'm more interested to stay on you for a minute. <laughs> what your basis for that was. Like, what was your thinking? I don't know. I just always come back to it. I always come back to pirates. How, yeah. how many years has this been going on? Too long. I went to the pirate wrench for Halloween about six years ago. Yeah. That was when I was going through another pirate phase. My Captain Hook phase. Yeah. I constantly panic about reincarnation that I'll just be reincarnated as someone really shit like no, but and then I won't have any concept of my past life which is obviously the point like but what if you're what if like you're waking not? up what as if, someone with a really shit life what if you wake up as someone with a better life but will it necessarily be better what is it like, <laughs> I don't know what? Um, <laughs> in, in a past life I always associate myself with like animals or insects I genuinely think you I could don't have been see, a raccoon I don't see myself as like a be, having been a person Yeah I though, don't see it either Though when I was younger I used to Well it wasn't really a game It was actually just me being hateful I used to actively tell my parents That I was adopted And my family were somewhere else And my mum was like Okay <laughs> I saw you just, come out of me like <laughs> Try yeah, the other pretty, one Oh I'm just out in the garden Skipping away Being like yeah they'll be here any minute Like where <laughs> Where are they Where are that family I don't know So yeah Maybe that was it Maybe that's my Maybe I was with a family in a past life But Who knows 30 seconds to Mars of a cult Did you know that um, I didn't Well See this is the thing right They Like Jared Leto Who's the singer uh, And the front man of 30 Seconds to Mars And they've been around since 1998 He's constantly referred to them And like their fan base As a cult before Like as a kind of a joke And like Ironically in inverse commas It's so much so That he's like trademarked The expression now um, You can't trademark the expression A cult can you? He, I think he's trademarked Yes Yes this is a cult how? Yes, this is called hashtag Mars you Island. Own words. You can. I, I think. don't buy that. I think you can though. You will no. Sorry, it's not that you own them. It's just like you can't use them to sell shit or like on merch or something. Like Taylor Swift owns "Shake It Off." Yeah, that's not fair. Bring it up with her. Yeah, I will. Do. Um, I it, when I read stories like this, it makes me so glad that I didn't actually make my mom uh, meet them at Oxygen when we went. We almost queued, but we didn't. Anyway. To meet um, them, yeah, because they played Oxygen the year we went, and you was, could just meet them. There was, yeah, there was a hot press tent where you like you queued and you could go and get autographs off them. I met three or three there. I've definitely said this before. Oh no way! Yeah, Trey Cyrus. Not that's fucking <laughs> Metro Station. <laughs> oh, I always mix them up. Good God! I couldn't tell you the two lads' names in three or three, but good for them. I'm raging. They, I think they were supposed it's only to two play, of them. Yeah, they were supposed to play this year, next year in the academy, and I was gonna go, and no, we can't anyway. Soon. Anyway, so they've kind of always had this really like rabid fan base called, they refer to themselves as the Echelon, a horde of mostly young females. Um, and it's basically, they've they've started this thing where they have this island now and they host like kind of 
retreats there where you can go and get really up close and personal with the band and obviously they perform and whatever blah 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 that's dodge the official description of Mars Island is as follows Mars Island is a three night all inclusive festival experience relax and restore with yoga amongst the trees take a dip in the pool catch a midnight screening or gaze at the stars and catch two intimate performances with 30 seconds to Mars Mars Island Mars Island is an experience like no other but like I don't know it's Would a you bit go? no why because he's a bit- He's a bold man, I think. Yeah, it sounds a bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, that album was kind of good, though. That is that. This is War one. You know, Kings and Queens. Yeah, they have some good songs. What's the one? Come break me down. Teenagers. <laughs> is that them? Fuck off! That's Mike and Grant. <laughs> I'm quit. No, I'm quitting. I'm sick of fucking doing this podcast. Oh my god! Well, then I don't know. No, any do, do, you know do you know? Um, it's the kill. Is it the kill? And it's like, the video, the video is like such a rich. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But The Shining, it's like, what if I wanted to break, <laughs> left it all off in your face? What would you do? Bury me, the kill. Come break me down, bury me, bury me. I ain't finished with you. Give me their hits. That is a hit. Okay. What about we are the kings <laughs> yeah, and queens one. of promise? Yeah. I don't know if they have any other good songs. I'm gonna be honest. Probably not. I really thought I knew more of their stuff. I clearly don't. Anyway, yeah. It also doesn't help that he bears a really strong resemblance to Jesus H Christ. Friend no, of the podcast, doesn't. Jesus H. Christ. He's long. Well, if if that's if we're to believe that that's what Jesus H. Christ looked like, he's he's brunette and has a mustache. Jared Leto. Yes. Jared Leto does not look like Jesus. Don't do he? Does a small bit. He's an actor now. He is an actor now. Yeah. He was in Joker and it was really bad. And he won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, which I'm not sure he should have because he played a trans person. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not on the Oscar committee. Um, do you want to hear about some proper legit cults because I don't think either of them really stand up <laughs> or Scientology Scientology I feel like Scientology would argue they're not a cult well no right. may, maybe most cults would actually um, are you listening to yourself no <laughs> do I ever no um, no the, 30, se- the 30 seconds of Mars one is just a bit like a bit ropey like <laughs> but it's not a religion they don't they don't class themselves as a religion or a cult have you heard of Heaven's Gate I haven't Okay, Heaven's Gate is one of the big, big ones. If you're into true crime, you will have definitely have heard of them at some stage. Um, it was founded in San Diego in 1972 by Marshall Apple, Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles um, and was based on the premise that... Sound like fucking Edith Biden characters. <laughs> do. It was based on the premise that aliens would escort members of the group to the Kingdom of Heaven via extraterrestrial spacecraft. Um, okay. They made, Tell me more. 
Uh, they first made headlines in 1975 when they convinced 20 new followers to give up their earthly possessions, leave their families and disappear. Um, on the CBS Evening News, Walker, Walter Cronkite reported that it's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply taken. They turned out to be living underground, camping everywhere from Rhode Island to Oklahoma. But Heaven's Gate is best known for a much more tragic event two decades later. In March 1977, the group carefully planned and then executed a mass suicide time to coincide with the arrival of the Haley Bop comet. Um, so the members thought that the alien spacecraft was on their way to Earth, basically. So they all dressed in like black tunics and Nikes. Um, and the Nikes, like, Respect they, the trip. they completely like ripped the Nikes off. Like you couldn't get them anywhere when this happened. So if you have a pair now that were on sale at the time, they're like worth like a lot, a lot of money. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they were always associated with this. I'm not sure what type of Nikes they were. Um, so 30, 39 Heaven's Gate members ate applesauce um, and chased it with a sedative and vodka, covered their heads in plastic bags and died. Nine of the 18 men, including Applewhite, had been surgically castrated as the group mandated celibacy. Um, and they like taped like a video before that was like really upbeat, saying that they were like really happy to move on to the next level. And it's just really grim. That is pretty grim now. At least you're getting a concert if you go to fucking Jared's Island. <laughs> you're just getting some applesauce. Yeah, oh my God. Applesauce and Nikes. What a bad buzz. I wonder what type of Nikes they were. What type of Nikes did Heaven's Gate wear? Someone is someone is listening to this flat out refreshing Depop, like ready to search. Um, Yeah, it doesn't say. They were just Nikes. It doesn't matter. Um, Do you have a bit on Manson? No. Okay, well, I do, so. <laughs> Thank did you not say earlier you did? No, I'm doing Nexium. And? And 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Do you want to do Nexium now then? And Scientology, yes. We briefly talked about this on the Pyramid Schemes episode, which is on Patreon, because Nexium was widely regarded as a cult, but it also was an MLM, um, multi-level marketing company. So do listen to that episode if this has piqued your interest at all. Uh, Nexium uh, was like a sex cult, essentially. Yeah, we're getting into the like the the juicy stuff now. Um, well, actually, no, it's sex. not good. Sorry, yeah, but like, do you know we hear culture like oh, sex, loads of that in this, so buckle up. Um, but now it wasn't. It was not a laugh because they branded women and forced them into sex slavery, which we don't. Yeah. Condone. That was a ropey entryway <laughs> into this really section. Um, so you you're, you might be familiar with it if you've heard about it in pop culture because of Alison Mack's involvement with it. Um, she was recruited by uh, Keith Rainier and he was one of the founders. Uh, they founded it in 1998. She was from... She's from Smallville. I'll get back to her. Smallville. But Keith Rainier founded it, founded Nexium with Nancy Salzman in 1998. And they called it like a personal development company. I don't know if people are sensing a thread here. Um, where they offered uh, executive success programs or ESPs and a range of techniques aimed at self-improvement. Rainier claimed that the program's main emphasis is to have people experience more joy in their lives. During Nexium seminars, students were expected to call Rainier and Salzman Vanguard and Prefect respectively. The Hollywood Reporter stated that Rainier adopted the title Vanguard from a favourite arcade game in which the destruction of one's enemies increased one's own power. Within the organisation, the reasoning for the titles was that Rainier was the leader of a philosophical movement and Salzman was his first student. 
um, despite the dark goings on of the Nexium cult, this isn't what has piqued the curiosity of so many people. Like it's similar to Scientology, it drew a lot of celebs, such as Alison Mack, who if you watch Smallville, you'll remember she was like Clark's friend, the blonde one. You'd know her face. Yeah, you would know her face. Um, the last project, yeah, from Smallville, but the last project she worked on was the television show American Odyssey in 2015. Um, she became the second in command in the Nexium cult right beneath Rainier. Um, she wasn't recruited until 2010. Um, she kind of became a recruiter for new members. Um, after she recruited women, she would blackmail the newly initiated members to coerce them to have sex with Rainier. Other members were forced to do unimportant tasks. Ma- uh, Mac was paid for her services next in by Rainier and is currently awaiting sentencing on the racketeering charges she pleaded guilty to. That could have changed since then because that case has been obviously moving along in the background. In terms of other people that signed up, if you remember Lana from Smallville, uh, Kristen Crook, she actually signed up first before Alison. And maybe recruited her. Yeah. Um... She also worked on Beauty and the Beast, if anyone remembers that. Um, <laughs> Crook admits she's been... I'm sure people, lots of people remember Beauty no, and the Beast. No, the reality show. Oh, yes, I used to love that. Um, Crook admits she had been recruited by Nexium at the same time as Mac. Crook, however, states she had a much different experience with the group. She joined believing it was a self-help group and left in 2013. Since then, Crook says she has had little to no contact with the members of Nexium. The actress also went on to say she had only ever taken courses from the company and never witnessed anything illegal or strange. Another celeb that was involved was Sarah Edmondson, who you might know from uh, Stargate 5G1. She's done a load of those kind of sci-fi, kind of cult classic TV shows. She's also done voice work for My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Um, Edmondson was recruited into Nexium in 2005, but left of her own accord in 2017. She was there for a while. Once she did that, she began telling the world all about the organisation's deeds. She's kind of like their Leah Remini, essentially. Um, she was deeply involved during her time in the cult, giving them thousands of dollars, climbing the ranks, and eventually opening a sect of the cult in Canada, where she gained a commission from new members. Eventually, she was recruited to a subset of the organisation called uh, DOS, or DOS probably, by most. Uh, Edmondson received the brand containing initials, which ultimately served as her wake-up call. The actress went to the FBI to tell them everything and had even shown her brand to reporters. Edmondson now is a book titled Scarred, detailing her experience with Nexium, and it was released last year. Uh, someone else who you might know, Grace Park. She was in the Hawaii Five-O reboot and Battlestar Galactica. Um, she was also reportedly a member of Nexium. Um, the kind of info a road her. named after her yeah Grace Park Road <laughs> big up uh, not much known about her connection to the group um, she left in 2017 kind of as it was becoming kind of not mainstream but as the media were kind of getting wind of it so yeah there you go so that's disbanded now is it Nexium yeah well I'm sure there's some in yeah. the way all these things go I'm sure there's some splinter groups that have worked off now but like your man was charged with Rainier was charged with sex trafficking and something else. Um, so their leaders are dust. And rightly so, because they're bad people. Um, we will end on probably the worst cult of all. Um, the Manson family. You've, you've heard of this? I have heard of it. And I obviously, <laughs> again, surface level knowledge, like I know, but... It, I got like uh, the majority of my knowledge, which is actually that this is bad because um, it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> the majority of my knowledge about the Manson family from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which I've just, just realised is not the actual true telling of what happened no it's like the alternative ending so if you watch like just the first hour of it that's all exactly as it happened <laughs> I don't know 
Um, in the late 60s the worms are getting to you today <laughs> on drugs um, in the late 60s Charles Manson brought together a group of displaced young people and called them his family they settled in Spawn Ranch uh, a sprawling former movie studio near Los Angeles where drugs were free flowing mandatory orgies were enforced and Manson pushed his ideas about an imminent race war the cult leader told his followers that he wanted them to go on a killing spree. Um, so on the 8th of August, 1969, a few members of the cult headed to a Beverly Hills home and murdered five people, including actress Sharon Tate. They wrote the word pig in Tate's blood on the door. Um, the violence continued the next night when Rosemary and Le- Leno LaBianca were murdered in their Los Feliz home by Manson's followers but on his orders. Um, Manson was convicted of first degree mur- murder in 1971. And he served out his prison sentence until he died in November 2017 at age 83. He was a bad man. Mandatory orgies are my least favourite orgies. <laughs> Awareness. Um, you were asking about kind of cults and modern day religion. And I thought this was a good sentence from an article that I was reading before I came in here. Deny a so-called cult legitimacy based on its size or beliefs or an atrocity or on atrocity tales alone is to play straight into normative definitions of power. We label cults cults because they're easy pickings in a sense, even if their beliefs are no more outlandish in theory than reincarnation or the transubstantiation of the wafer in the Catholic Eucharist. Which I was like, that is fair. Because like, if you were to tell people that this is something that you really believe in and you legitimately, and again, I really want to preface this because I don't know, I don't really know in terms of our listeners we told. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe we have a big religious following. <laughs> but I just want to say, I completely respect that. And I do believe that maybe there's something. I'm just not really sure about Catholicism anymore. Anyway, that whole thing about the bread and the wine being the body and blood. Yeah. That that sounds a bit mad when you think about it. Like, yeah. And it happens behind that fucking door. A lot of it's a bit door. mad. Like. Excuse me. I know what it is, but like, particularly that, like, and then we just eat it. Sorry, what what's the, what happens behind the gold door? Scenic. That's, it becomes the thing, isn't it? I have you no idea. The tabernacle. Put, the tabernacle. You they have great names for things. You mentioned tabernacle, say, two days ago. Do you remember? Did I? Yeah, you said it instead of another word. Um, it, Yeah, isn't it that you put it behind the door and it turns into... I don't think it's kind of like a, like a magic show kind of thing. I think it is it no actually sorry that's not fair it's it, it that's where it stays that's where it's kept and then they put it in as no, wine and it comes out as blood or no and then the priest does it it's the priest blessing it is how it becomes okay all right the body and blood but again listen i really i do think we should stay away from catholicism when discussing yeah this. listen <laughs> you do you boys and girlies and non-binary pals um our good friend heather rainey from college um is big into cults like me and she's like one of the few people i still follow on snapchat and the other day I saw she literally rang up Gloria Vale in New Zealand and was like, I'm really interested in what you're doing. Can I come along for a look? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to stay for lunch? And she was like, yes, please. So I think she's going to come on and tell us what happened because she, she went and spent like four or five hours with with Gloria Vale and had a girl like show her around. Um, yeah, and it is a cult. So it fits right in. <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah. Um, yeah, so here's Heather. Thanks so much for getting up this early to do this. I really appreciate <laughs> it because fuck knows I probably wouldn't. 7am, grim. Yeah. Um, Don't worry, guys. I'm going skydiving in an hour. So I'm anyway. Of course. <laughs> Heather, of course. are you living? Like, um, I haven't told my parents because I'm afraid they won't let me go. So I'm going to tell them after. Oh yeah, good plan. If you make it, like. 
breathe. You oh, can breathe. say things what like that. This is like, <laughs> what if this is like your last conversation? What an honor to have it with us. Well, I, it's a bit grim that it's about a religious cult, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Listen, Listen, I was telling Fanula, you're like one of the only five people that still has Snapchat with me. So you're the <laughs> one of the only five stories I actually regularly watch. And that's why we got you on. Can we talk about how I still use Snapchat? (laughs) Oh my Christ. Maybe it's still a thing in New Zealand. It's the funniest. (laughs) It's the funniest means of communication ever. Because Instagram is very like, oh, I'm a bit nervous that somebody might think that this is embarrassing because, you know, I don't really know everyone on my Instagram. But on Snapchat, you just don't give a flying fuck at all. I mean, I just put anything up. Yeah, because no one has it anymore. Well, except, except me and you. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Brie wrote me and she was like, here, live with me here. What if we do an episode on cults? Because Heather Rainey just put up a Snapchat story. I was like, yeah, sold. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Please tell us about but you know, I, your Snapchat story from last week. I fucking laughed. Okay, so sorry, Finula. I don't know if you know this, but basically, long story short, Breed messages me and she's like, hi, would you like be keen to jump on our podcast? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. And she's like, cool, I'll just get in touch with my producer. Excuse me, you're fucking what? <laughs> He's also listening. <laughs> I think we've gone a bit too big for our boots since DCU, haven't we? Oh, yeah, no, like... <laughs> There's no, there was never any, there's never any question of that. Like absolute <laughs> egos to beat the fucking band. Anyway. I laughed. Anyways, go moving on. Um, so how did this all happen? Okay. Uh, oh, listen, I don't know. Basically, I'm obsessed with cults. I, I just need to like start this off by saying I don't want to join a cult. I never have wanted to join a cult. I don't want to join a cult. I just think they're fascinating. Like they're just a bit gas there's no other word for it and um when I was like seven I was in Canada and like learned about the Amish community and just became fascinated now they're less of a cult they actually seem like less creepy and more nice um and then I've just been like learning about them loads learned about different ones read a couple of books on them when I was younger like who do I think I am and then when I got to New Zealand I was told all about Gloria Vale by my boss and he was like but watch out and because one of his roommates is a detective and she had gone down there for some of the sex abuse allegations and I just became <laughs> yes, natural sorry, segue yeah. um, <laughs> of course <laughs> And I just became fascinated and I started watching, they have a show on TVNZ and it's called um, Gloria Vale and they, well, classic. And um, they, they go in and TVNZ go in and they like, you know, it's like the equivalent to RTE here. And they go in and they do a documentary on them. And there's this girl called Love Dove. All their names are a bit gas. They're all, like the guy who set it up is called Hopeful Christian. You have Love Dove. You have, you know, Prosperous. The girl who showed me around was called Caring Faithful. How lovely. Um, they all have names that they're meant to like grow into. Um, so, you know, if you're called caring, you're meant to be a caring person, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and I watched the show anyways on the telly and I was just like, yeah, that's a bit of me. So when I was traveling around the South Island, I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, I think you're near where Gloria Vale is. And I was like, do you know what? I'll give them a buzz. So I called them and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the public that can come in next week. And I was like, listen, I'm not here next week any chance I could come today or tomorrow and she was like mm, I'll pop you in tomorrow do you want to stay for lunch and that was it <laughs> I went off to Gloryville the next morning and the text from my mother oh my god she was like Heather please don't go she was like I've been researching them and the main guy has been put away for se- he's dead now Christian or uh, hopeful Christian he's been put away for sex abuse allegations like his granddaughter escaped and said how mad they are um 
But honestly, I had the most lovely time. You were in Suede, no? <laughs> <laughs> so what oh, did they... even the slightest was I Suede. What did they do to give you a tour and give you a lunch and have a nice chat? Did they try to, like, get you to stay? <laughs> the absolute cheeky thing. I stayed for three and a half hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> I don't know who I think I am. I rocked up about 10 o'clock and met Karen Faithful who was the most lovely girl. The thing with them is right. So obviously, I don't want to speak illy, illy, is that word, badly of them. I don't want to speak badly of them because like everyone who I met was so nice. And of course they are. They're really Christians. They they run their lives by the Bible. They're so nice. There's one or two people that gives them a terrible name. But everybody else was like, you know, so lovely that I met. Their communication levels are slim to none. They're fucking shocking. Like... For example, if we were in the laundry, she was able to talk to me about, like, doing laundry. Or if we were in the sewing room, she was like, yeah, this is how we make a dress. But you know that chit-chat in between? I was like, oh, what do you do for fun? She just stare at me vacantly. And I think it's, number one, that they probably don't have any fun. But number two, because I just don't think they've ever had to, like, have small talk. Um, the dream. So it was so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, the opposite of me. She listen, I was just there chatting, chatting, chatting. And I was, like, getting nothing back from her. Which was actually ideal for me because I love the sound of my own voice. Um, and then we went, so we went into the laundry room and then we went into the sewing room. Um, she showed me all the different daycares, so from like literally two weeks old. But I don't know if you know much about Gloria Have you guys read up about it much? No, I've met one lady from New Zealand oh. in a smoking area who told me to look them up and that's about it. Well, you probably know more than they do, to be honest. <laughs> because they're literally educated on nothing. God bless them. I actually feel so sorry for them. Um, so I went into one of their schools because um, the girl that was showing me around, Karen Faithful, her older brother was a second or er, primary school teacher and he taught 11-year-olds. And I went in and these kids, oh my God, the questions they had were incredible. So like one guy asked me, um, he goes, um, he goes, are you confident when you pray to God? And I was like, confident? What kind of a question is that? Um, I was like, are you? And he was like, absolutely, God hears me. And I was like, oh, right. So that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> and then the, another kid asked, he was like, how are the troubles between Northern Ireland and the Republic going? And I was like, going. <laughs> Oh my god how do you know this like the questions they had for me so they know the most bizarre things they're educated but they're not educated on how to live outside or why you should live outside they're told like glory veil is the only way in the right way um and you know what i see like a lot of i see a lot of comfort in having a community in which like Oh, this was really bad. Okay, so one of the kids, he was like, did you know my birthday is the same day as Jesus? And I was like, double the presents. And the teacher <laughs> just looked at me and he was like, oh, we don't celebrate birthdays here. I was like, shit, sorry. And the kid was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no. <laughs> you... <laughs> like, they're a part of the community. They never put one above another. They're always just, you're part of the community. You are never to be special or recognized. And every time they speak, they say we. They never say hi. Super interesting. Um, what did they give you for lunch or like what was the crack with the food oh um, sorry yeah quickly before I go into that way so I tell you so the ladies had the most amount of babies has been 16 and on average they have about 12 to 14 oh lit could you imagine you'd sneeze and they'd fall out yeah you actually like, would you, they're having so many and they have them all like at home like oh I don't know that just scares me you're describing um, Breed's said... dream but probably my nightmare <laughs> like Von Trapp babies give them to me 
so many and I says to her I said surely that's not good for a woman's body to be having too many babies like her mom had four in four years like she spent four years pregnant they're probably just like having as many as they can biologically have in a lifetime like well, that's exactly what they're doing. So they need to repopulate the earth with all these like, like Gloria Vale Christians. Of course. So this is what they're doing. So they actually have so many at this stage that they're creating a new one about an hour up the road. So the kids will come to the main one for um, schooling and stuff. But it also means that they have a new pool of people, which is really good because you don't want them to be inbred. They're trying really hard not to inbreed. So oh, I'm good. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> It's good that they're trying hard, isn't it? <laughs> but I was talking to one lady and she was like, um, yeah, so when you get married, like that comes, like love comes after. So basically a guy, when he's ready, like 17, 18, 19, will be like to one of the elder guys, he'll be like, I'm ready to get married. And the elder guy will be like, okay, perfect. Here's six people you can choose from that aren't in your bloodline if there is six, however many, um, and that are of an older age. And then he just picks one, goes up and is like, here, listen, I'm marrying you. And she's like, deadly. And then that's it. They get married. And then they fall in love and have a bunch of babies. Honestly, it seems easier it than Tinder seem, these days. Yeah, it seems kind of nice. Reads, like under the table, <laughs> like Skyscanner, <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> seems so nice and to be to be honest with you like these people they're so lovely and it's I can understand the attraction like it's a really nice community vibe everyone's so lovely you wear the same you remember going to school and you just wear the same uniform every day like really easy you don't have to worry about what you look like you don't have to worry about any of these things you know what your job is you're as a girl you're either in the kitchen in the sewing room or in the laundry room or in with the kids teaching four jobs and you don't get to pick someone just tells you brilliant and then um as a guy you're just out well you see guys get to do education so they can learn about plumbing or engineering or something boring um, yeah lame i'd much rather be in the kitchen um i was <laughs> i was absolutely shocked right these women are completely completely subjected to their men it's insane so they they know that they're inferior and they, they feel that and they, they love it they think it's brilliant because the men you know pray to god and then the women are like um uh you know to their husband i i just i don't understand it and then the kids are like the bottom of the packing order and they're so okay with it that's Heather, what did you get for lunch? Heather, what did you get I for need, lunch? I need, I need to, to know. What did they feed you? <laughs> it was so nice. It was actually lovely. Um, so I I didn't bear to tell them that I don't eat meat because I was just like, do you know what? I was like, I don't think they've ever heard of a vegetarian considering they kill their animals on site and butcher them themselves. So I actually, they had some steak. So I ate some of that, to be fair. And it was lovely. Haven't eaten steak in ages. Um chips yummy 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 um i got a, a salad um their salad's bizarre they put sour cream on top game changer Ooh. quite enjoyed it yeah and then a fresh fruit salad on the side and then they make their own apple drink so it's apple concentrate with water and they make it fizzy with the carbonator and it was delightful like cider without the yeah, alcohol yeah like apple cider without the alcohol cidona exactly like um like uh what's that thing yes. called slur yeah, yeah, kind of. Or like Sidona. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't even hear Stephanie you. Definitely closer to Sidona. I just ignored you. That's it. And, and they, they gave, gave you presents. A, 
they gave me a bunch of treats. It was like, you know, when you go to a birthday party when you're younger and you get a goodie bag on your way home. <laughs> I got a little goodie bag. So, oh, bless her heart. She got me um, fresh baked bread and um, homemade butter by Caring Faithful herself. She literally made it. Um, the A bottle of the apple cider thing, Cydona. Thank you so much. Um, I started to decide what it, what it tasted like and that's what it's like. Um, and then I got the DVDs that they have for... This is so funny. So they put on a play every year for the public, like a massive production. And uh, they gave me the past three years worth. And they're three and a half hours long each. Do people go? Am I going to sit down and watch ten and a half hours of Gloria Vale's shows? Um, Are they musicals? They, yeah, they're musicals. They're full-on shows. I'll send them to you if oh you like. God, Heather, you're, you're, you're doing more to convert breed than they ever could, I think, to be honest. Musicals, babbies. Does it sell out? I need to know. Free bread. <laughs> it uh, does. No, it does sell out. This is the thing. But people are so fascinated by Gloria Vale. The people will go to this. Um, especially like the locals. The locals, they all get on with the locals quite well. This is the thing, like, and this is the thing that, like, bizarres me with cults. So, like, she was like walking me around or whatever. And she said to me, um, I know that we get a really a lot of press on the outside, but hopefully you'll see that we're all like really good people. And uh, there's like 50% of me is like, wow, what a brilliant PR stunt. Like bring one girl in and now she, here she is talking about how great they all are. You know, I've just converted Breed. She's off yeah. to New Zealand. And then another part of me is just like, you are so sheltered that you haven't heard of anything that's actually being said about you. You'll just be told, oh, they're saying bad things and that's it. But she probably doesn't know what these are because half of them are probably true, if not all of them. So it's kind of like sad in a way as well. Do you know what I mean? So they didn't try to recruit you at all, really, did they? Or how does it work? You kind of have to be born into it. No, they didn't try to recruit me at all. Um, no, they were super nice. They just let me wander around. So to, to join it, they actually have a pretty strict process. So you come for like a day and then if you're like, yeah, that's still a bit of me, then you go for like a week. And then if you're still into it, then you stay for a longer period and then you join. But you have to completely submit yourself to God. And they go by the Bible so unbelievably it's scary. Um, and then if you if you're born into it you have to stay and if you decide to leave then you are like excommunicated entirely so there's a support network in New Zealand for people who have left Gloryville Jesus oh my god yeah 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 like I know it's all like very lighthearted. like ha 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 Heather went to see this random place and it is it's just a bit gas like it's a story to tell but at the same time like for a lot of these people that's their lives and it's scary to think that it's so like um controlled it's very controlled. Yeah. Like top level indoctrination. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. And what's kind of funny as well is that like um, they, well, you know, obviously in school, we all learn about like Catholicism. We're all brought up like Catholic, you know, in Ireland, whatever. And while we hold a lot of the same values because we're all under Christianity, it's just the way in which they practice them is completely different. Mm. And I remember the teacher was like to me, he was like, um, you like Mary, don't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, she's a good woman. Like, and then they were like, he was like, what do you like about Mary? And I was like, well, didn't she bring like Jesus into the earth? And he was like, yeah, that's all she did. Oh, I shouldn't Sick laugh. Man. But like, I mean, where's the lie? Like, <laughs> That's all she did. Like she rode a donkey. Great. Good for her. Like they hate Jacinda. They hate Jacinda, the prime minister, because she's a woman in power. That's also, mad national which is the other party that they could choose from would be like more into farming and agriculture and stuff and have like more to do with that but they hate Jacinda and she's like it's just a woman shouldn't be in power and I was like oh this is so sad to me yeah like they really really believe that 
What would your Gloria Vale name be? I think mine would be annoying. No, you have to grow yeah. into your name. So you have to I have to grow into it. But it's I feel like I have right grown now. into annoying. <laughs> well, what am I going to grow into? Elderly pest? I don't know. What would your name be, Heather, right now? Well, actually, do you know what's quite funny is I found like um, a thing um, online, like a picture of what your Gloria name name would be. And it's like, you know, the first letter of your actual name and like your birthday, you know, one of those kind of things. Okay. Yeah. And mine was like Jovient um, Servant, I think it was. That's Jovient um, is definitely Jovient is you, bang like... on. Yeah. <laughs> Jovient. Um, and then, yeah, so there's loads of different ones. Oh, I wish I'd screenshot it because then I tell you, you guys, your guys' names, but you can Google it and you can find I'm one. I'm absolutely going to Google um, that later. But as a, as a mother, I you know the way, like, I've heard there's different cultures in which, like, when you're born, it's just whatever the first thing the mother sees and people are called, like, Red Door and, like, you know, all these different kind of things. But in Gloryville, they, like, there's only, I think, eight surnames that they rotate between. And then a lot of the kids are called the same first name, like, Hopeful or, like, whatever. So a lot, like, 90% of them all have the same name which is gas. So could you imagine someone was like, you know, there was like seven breeds in your class. Sounds like glory, like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's called Rebecca or something. It's yeah. the same idea. There were seven Aoife's in my class in primary school. It's not far off. Like. Jesus. That actually is. <laughs> it's very similar then. Christ. As a Fanula, so I have actively similar. exited the chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many of you. No. I laugh so much, Brie. Do you remember when? Um, sorry, completely side note here. Do you remember when I met you, Brie, for the first time? I was just we were telling, literally just I talking was about this. Literally just before we rang you, I was like, I think the first time I met Heather was in the bathroom of Dicey's two weeks before yeah. college was due to start, and I was up staying yeah. with friends in UCD, and it was like UCD's Freshers Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you literally, like, like you are right now, turned around and started talking to me because <laughs> I'm not <laughs> one for like, talking to girls in toilets. <laughs> I was like, who are you? And you're like, hi. And I was like, I'm going to DC, but I'm from the south side. No one from the south side goes to DC. Where are you going? And you're like, I'm going to DC. Here's my number. We can be friends. And that was it. Yeah, we were. And then the first time we met in person was at a meet. It was like a, was it the broadcast, like information meeting for the 24 hour broadcast? And I saw you across the room and I was like, that's her. Oh my God, gas. I think that's just so funny. And then I was laughing at that. And then I was thinking, Fanula, do you remember that time no one would go to see Fallout Boy? So we went together. And we went together <laughs> and Professor Green supported them. Oh, don't get her started on <laughs> Professor oh Green. Oh God, what a time. That was a great gig. Pete Wentz was talking about was wolves. Laughing. Pete Wentz went on a full spiel yes. about there's like two wolves inside of us all. And like, I don't know, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. I love you. We Sounds were going like to go to Panic the Disco's right. I'll remember. Oh, yeah, we were. Oh, times. This, I'm actually, like, this is the thing. I was, like, we were on a road trip, right? And we were driving down from Wellington down to Castle Hill to go skiing in the South Island. And then this guy, the, the guy that I was driving with, he was like, put on, like, your type of music, Heather. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. So I have a playlist called Moments Not a Phase. And it's all, like, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, like, you know, All Time Low, like, all these yes. kind of ones, right? And I was like, I put it on. And he was like, ah. Oh, I used to love this music. It was such a phase. And I was like, you see, for everyone else, it's a phase. But for me, this is genuinely my type of music. Yeah. It's for me, it's who I am. Heather Rainey originated <laughs> yeah. Docs on a Night Out. And yeah. that's what all, me and all the gals do now. But you started that trend yeah. about eight years ago. You heard it here first. Stop, but you remember. And we can only thank you. The red ones. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, my red ones. I still have them. They're with me now to this day. Oh. There you go. Well, there you go. From Docs to Gloria Vale, I've done it all. Yeah. You really have. You really Dicey's have. Dicey's to Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I know, so what much. A conversion. 
Thanks so no much worries. for getting up um, and coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I really... um, and if you have any more questions, you just send me a message. But like, I don't know everything about them, but you can decide yourself, Breed, if you want to join Gloria Vale or not. Um, I think you'd be wonderful there. I'm definitely going to look into the flights. We'll keep you posted, there's, Heather. We will keep you posted. There's a few closer to home, I imagine. Sure, you could just go down to the local convent, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck with your skydive. I really hope it goes well. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, I'll text you and let you know that it happened. Yes, or that I'm do. safe. I'll watch your Snapchat okay, story. Big thank you to Heather Rainey for joining us very early in the morning uh, from New Zealand. We really appreciate it. Any mini bandwagons for me, Breed? I sure do. I had this one written down for weeks, but I can finally mention it now because it's coming out this week. Um, Catherine Ryan has written a sitcom called okay. The Duchess. She's one of my favourite female comedians, and it's coming out on uh, September 11th. And it's it stars her um, as a fashionably disruptive single mom living in London who tries to balance her love life with motherhood and deciding whether to have a second child with her estranged baby daddy. And if you've seen the trailer, you know it's very gas. And if you listen to our podcast, podcast you know it's she is also very gas. So I will be giving that a watch. Sounds good. That's The Duchess and that's on Netflix. Yes. Um, secondly, I talked about this on my Instagram last week, but I just wanted to bring it up again because a lot of people actually wrote back to me being like, I didn't know this. Um, I got my cervical check finally last week. Yeah. After a year of being on the register and uh, trying to get appointments and stuff. A lot of people don't actually know that when you turn 25, you have to register for your free cervical check. You don't automatically go onto the register. Um, so if you are of age and haven't done that yet, please do. And please, please persevere and try to get an appointment because it's really, really, they really try fob you off as many times as possible. But just stick with it and don't be put off because it's not worth it. Yeah, please get your cervical check. I, do, I was one of these people that did not know this and I have, because I turned 25 this year and I have... Just registered, um, so hopefully I will get mine soon. And it's not worth thinking about, because I know a lot of people had said to me, like, it's really sore, don't, like, put it off because it's, like, really unpleasant. It's fine, it's really not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Um, and it's definitely worth doing, because procrastinating is yeah. not going to make it any better. No, and, like, the the other side of it is Yeah, what's the alternative? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so go and get it done. Get it done, um, people with vaginas. Yeah. Finally, our good friend, another college friend, Eve Curtin, has set up a business. Yes, who you'll remember from the uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift episode. Um, she's just set up Certified Proud. A uh, social enterprise, I should yeah, say. Yeah, a social enterprise um, where they're basically looking to get business on board with kind of, it's basically like they describe it as a, a pink pages where you can keep an eye on uh, companies that sign up to it. And when they sign up, they're pledging to give a certain amount of their turnover to be donated between uh, LGBT charities, which I think is very good because we talked about it on Pride, about pinkwashing, that people love to come out with products for a month or a week and be like, yeah, we love uh, les gays, but then like, where is that 365 days a year? You know what I mean? Um, So that is Certified Proud. Maybe you're a small business owner or someone... Um, if you want to join, you can. If you want to go to their website and they're certified proud um, everywhere else on social media. Um, yeah. We had a competition winner today as well. We did. Hannah, I think, won. Hannah, yes. We, don't, the, know, we don't know Hannah's surname. She won the gin hamper. For the Grace Molly gin hamper. Yes, I have contacted her and we do want to say thanks everyone for 
entering the competition and for Grace O'Malley for sponsoring that competition. There will be um, more coming up soon, I'm sure, of, of different varieties. So keep your eyes out and you know, follow us on social. If you're not in, you can't win, guys. Yeehaw. Um, thanks to Collaborative <laughs> Studios. Yeehaw. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. Thanks yeah, to Greenish. Collaborative Studios. Thanks to Collaborative Studios, yeah. And to Fanula. Thanks, Breed. Um, <laughs> we are Band Nights Podcast everywhere on social media. I've already said that. Um, if you want to join our Patreon, we'd love that. Um, you can find us, Band on Patreon. And follow, follow us on Spotify, Spotify. Um, where you'll get Jinx. You'll get all the latest episodes first. Leave us a review, but only if it's nice. We will see you next week. Off the wagon this week as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's off the wagon this week for Patreon. So we'll be looking for cues, maybe some smaller areas of life that you want us to talk about or pop culture, current affairs, whatever. Hit us up and we will talk about them and we will be hammered while doing so. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.